sports nicknames are intended to convey courage, leadership, fortitude, and other positive qualities, they can also be controversial. On Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast, columnist Sam Mellinger and Vahe Gregorian talk sports nicknames, the Chiefs, and Native American imagery. In light of the conversations happening in Washington over the Redskins and in Cleveland about the Indians, we guess at what the Chiefs are asking themselves and wonder if it's time for change, and if it is, what kind of change might we see? It's Wednesday, July 8th. I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Let's get started with Sam and Vahe. Hello, Sam. Hey, Vahe. What's up? I kind of liked it. I, I got the better end of that intro. <laughs> <laughs> just a little sharp on Sam, it seemed like. Uh, you have to be sharp with Sam. He you just, do. Uh, you do. It's the only way I respond. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's good to see you guys, and um, we're going to talk about something today that I thought maybe we would get to earlier in the week, but then something happened on Monday, right. and um, uh, Kansas City has uh, you know a new half a billion dollar athlete, so we we've put this off for a couple of days, but you know, I don't. It's a topic that's not going anywhere. In fact, it hasn't gone anywhere since well uh, for a long time. Really, we've written about it. I've written about it. I got a call. I got a story up on my screen now from 1995 writing about <laughs> this topic. And so, enough of the way of introduction. Let me tell you what the topic is. And I'll do that by reading the the headline on the op-ed page, the unsigned opinion in today's Kansas City Star. And what I want after I read this headline, I want to I want to get you guys to give me your one-word answer, and then I want us to talk about this. And then by the end of our conversation, we'll see if that answer changes, okay? So the headline is, Redskins, Indians, considering new names, is it time for the Chiefs to make a change? I wanted a yes or no, is it time for the Chiefs to make a change? I guess my answer, I'll go first, and my answer would be, I want the Chiefs to make a change. I just don't think it needs to be the name of the team. Sam, how about you? That was not a one-word answer. It wasn't. I, went, I violated my own uh, rule there. Uh, so it's giving us license. Do I, do I need <laughs> one word or not? Uh, it's, it's anarchy right now. Um, yes, I, I, I think it's time, that it's past time that they make a change. But no, I don't think the name has to change. And I, I'm, I'm with you guys. And the way I, I keep seeing it, we can explore part of this point as we go along. But I keep thinking this, that the, the complication is... Can you retain the name, which I, I think is not inherently offensive, I think. Uh, but that's another point, too, I think. I don't know. But I think can you do that without uh, – can you keep the name without staying entwined with the imagery that, that is offensive and, I you know, appropriation that is offensive? Let's go back to how we got here. And, um, you know, the, the Chiefs arrive – in 1963, and uh, Hank Stram wanted to <laughs> Hank Stram wanted to keep the name Texans and, and Lamar and, and Lamar. Yeah, huh. yeah, both of them. Yeah. thought yeah, let's call them the Kansas City Texans. Uh, <laughs> that would would not have gone over well for a, for, for a new team in Kansas City. Um, so they 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 had a name the team contest, and Chiefs. I don't know how high on the list. The Chiefs were. There are many other uh, suggestions. Monarchs being one of them. Royals, Blues, maybe Royals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Mocans, the Meat Packers. You know, sort of 
stuff that um, you know can't. The, 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 actually, I think I read in Michael McCambridge's book that the mules was was the top vote getter. Oh, is that right? Yep. Okay, the uh, mules. not just others receiving right. votes. It was a. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep thinking about like what I've always considered like Kansas City sort of insecurity, like the civic insecurity and self-esteem problem that sometimes we have. And if if it was the Kansas City Texans or the Kansas City Mules, I mean, that would just really add into it. You know, we, need, right. we needed chiefs, we Pile needed royals, we needed kings, we needed... Like, yeah, yeah. Monarchs were so good, right? Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, so chiefs they were, and... You know, I've read up on the topic and I've re- reported on it, and I just don't remember hearing or reading about any kind of pushback on the team name at uh, the time. At the time, and especially with the team success it had under under Hank Stram through the Super Bowl years and through the merger. Just one little quick twist to add in there, which it, 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 it's sort of a point of interest. So there's the name, the team contest, but also, of course, it's the whole Roe Bartle is the chief. And Jack yeah, Stedman, I, I believe Jack Stedman at that point, it, I don't know if the contest was rigged, but I think Jack Stedman made the point to Lamar, we've got to name, at least, you know, legend has it, we've got to name this after Road Bartle. Right. And, and he came he came to the nickname The Chief. Right. Uh, honestly, he was yeah. a, you know, he, he was a, some sort of... Tribe of Mikasei. Mikasei, right. The Mikasei tribe. He was some kind of leader or like a... a, a um, you know, he, uh, he wasn't Native American, but he was given... Because of the work he did with his tribe, he was given this title. Given this title, and also <laughs> Sam and I were talking about this off the air, and maybe I talked with you about it a little bit too, but the, the one time I went to Jack Stedman's house, he had in plexiglass the headdress of Roe Bartle as one of his most prized possessions, which... This also leads to the complication of the question. I mean, on one hand, we've heard certainly heard people saying, well, don't you understand the Chiefs were named after Roe Bartle because his nickname was the Chief. Well, but yeah, his nickname was the Chief because of this. So it's not, you know, Chief Justice or right. <laughs> Chief of Police. I mean, right. It's <laughs> right. No, that's right. So uh, <clears throat> the, the Chiefs have their success, right, under, you know, with Lanier and Bell and Buchanan and Dawson and Stenerud and the whole gang, they fall into you know a terrible period, and then you know when when Carl Peterson and Marty Schottenheimer come to Kansas City, the, the, the franchise is revived, and part of the revival of the Chiefs franchise is the embrace the team embracing the the Native American side of their nickname with the Chiefs. Uh, you know, I don't know what the if. But the how to describe the relationship between the tomahawk chop, which started then under Marty in Car- the early years of, of Marty Schottenheimer and Carl Peterson, but it really took off then. And I think it was a um, it, it, think about where we were at the time and the teams that were successful elsewhere. The Atlanta Braves were going through their two World Series runs in '91 and '92, and the chop became that that was a big thing for the Atlanta Braves fans and they'd gotten it from Florida State, the Seminoles, and that had been a big part of what, you know, Florida State had done. And Florida State's, you know, has the blessing of the Seminole tribe for their um for the for their uh, imagery. So but anyway the Chiefs do it. And 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 the hey I'm you and I found on YouTube when we were at the Super Bowl at the um uh last uh you know couple of months ago the the YouTube Anybody can go find it. We'll play the. We'll actually play the audio for you here during the 
the podcast of the Price Chopper commercial. Chiefs and Chopper, Chiefs and Chopper, Chiefs and Chopper. And then at the end, there's a big Frank Bowl picture. <laughs> it's on oh, Channel yeah. 4. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he had nothing to do with the Chiefs and Chopper, but he was just, it was Channel <laughs> Apparently the commercial ran on then Channel 4. So, so you get the, 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 you've got that... And there is war paint that's that was always been part of the Chiefs, and then has continued to be a part of the Chiefs. Um, there was the infamous poster of Chiefs players dressed in Indian wear, Indian gear, um, gear is not gear, but you know, in headdresses and, yeah. and period stuff. Um, so anyway, the Chiefs fully embraced at the time, and again, I didn't hear much pushback then. And Sam, you were a young fan, chief fan at this time. Um, I do re- I do remember going over to Haskell University in 1995 and talking to the um, uh, the athletic director and some of the student athletes there about how they felt about all this imagery. And they were down on, I remember this, they were down on the Cleveland Indians Chief Wahoo logo. They were down on the Tomahawk Chop, uh, but they didn't mind so much the Chiefs, the nickname of the Chiefs, and I don't know, I really don't know how much has changed from then till now, but what has changed is we're in a pause in, in sports, right, where we are, uh, there's no sports going on, there's a lot more sensitivity to names, team nicknames, the Washington Redskins, the Cleveland Indians especially, and the Chiefs are getting caught up in that a little bit. So what do the Chiefs, what, what do the Chiefs need to address? Where, where do they need to go with this? Well, I think the 30,000-foot view is they need to be on the right side of, you know, appropriation versus honoring. Like, that's the 30,000. I mean, that's, I, I think we'd agree on that. Um, I think we'd also agree that's easier said than done, right? Like, and that, that's, that can be a blurry line sometimes. Um, you know, I, I've thought that, the Washington Redskins, that name stands on its own. Like that that's in a different tier. That's that is a dictionary defined racial slur. Um, it seems crazy to me that that's lasted this long. Um, I think in the next tier, the Cleveland Indians. Now two years, I think it was two years ago, they stopped using the Chief Wahoo logo. And they're, they're gonna have some serious, they're having some serious internal discussions about what they do there. But then I think the Chiefs, the Braves, the Seminoles, the Chicago Blackhawks, I think, I don't know enough about that to, to say with any certainty, but Utah Utes, I mean, there, there's a bunch of teams and schools that are kind of in in the same in the same bucket, and, and they all need to have similar conversations about, about how they manage this, and it needs to be with um, Native American groups, and understanding that if you <laughs> Native Americans aren't different than anybody else in the sense that if you have 20 of them, they'll have 20 different opinions. So it's not, you can't just find one person or one group to say, no, 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 that's okay. Uh, by the way, give us $50,000, you know, cause that, that's, that stuff happens. This is America. You know, it, it needs to be an honest discussion and an honest effort to me. And, and I don't know exactly where that lands. My sense is that it would be without the chop. Um, but I also think that the chiefs and I assume the Braves and other teams in this in this group have done similar things like you know the chiefs have made outreaches they've made partnerships the with the wardrobe with the blessings with you know some of these things is that enough do they need to do more that's i think that's what these discussions need to need to figure out 
Well, you really identified the major point, which is what, what is consensus in this case? So what, 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 what needs to be built? What needs to, what needs to become a, something you can look at as a compelling prevailing view that's the right way to see it? I mean, I think that's, as you yeah. noted, I mean, even the, the percentage of Native Americans, I think in, in our editorial today, that the point is made that 65% of those polled in a, in a um, I think a particularly credible poll don't don't are, are offended by the imagery and and so that seems like an ample amount to to respect the wishes of I don't know if you need a hundred percent so I mean it's just all these things together are are really hard to put in a blender and just say okay here's boom here's the answer here's how the approach should be but I think if we've learned nothing um, anything during this time I should say uh, while we're you know engulfed in the in the protests and awakening of uh, uh, racial justice, it's, it's, we better be listening and listening and listening to the right people. And people with, you know, sensitivity to the point, people that are educated on the point, people whose very lives are, are uh, actually affected by um, how people treat these things. Well, yeah, kind of what I hear you saying, um, and it's a point I think that's worth emphasizing, is that, um, you know, I can sit here and be a middle-aged white guy and have an opinion about whether the Chiefs is offensive or whether the chop is offensive or, or whatever, um, but that doesn't matter. You know, like, what matters, it doesn't ma- my opinion on that doesn't matter. What matters is the people whose culture is, is involved. And I think with this and so many other issues that are going on in our country, not to get on a huge tangent, but we just need empathy. And, like, I think a lot of, like, we just need to be able to, stop and try and see something from somebody else's point of view and try to understand. And I think that that's important in a thousand different cases um, that we could talk about that would go beyond sports. But I think it's especially important right now with this. Yeah. And, you know, you made me think of this. I We've probably told this story to each other a few times, but this really resonated with me a few years ago. And I always thought the chop was, you know, more silly than nasty, but it just puzzled me. And then you'd hear things like, as Blair notes, uh, you know, the Seminole tribe giving the blessing to it and at Florida State. and But being in Houston one year when there were some uh, Native Americans were protesting, and I think the, the sign I remember that was uh, the one that stuck out was something like, stop appropriating our culture. And I'm walking behind a Chiefs fan and his young son, maybe the, the child was maybe 10 years old, and the, the guy was like yelling across the street at these people and doing a tomahawk chop at them. And I just remember that as a very clarifying moment for me. Like, you know, maybe some people see this in a certain spirit, uh, but but others are quite quick to think of it that way, and becomes. Yeah, this sounds a little harsh, but weaponized almost when you look at it that way. I don't know. That that just has always stuck with me. And again, though, the blender uh, to use a silly term, but I. How do you process the Seminole tribe on this, Blair? I, I don't know. Um, that's a good question. You know, colleges have been out in front of this much more so than the pros. And even though there, there continues to be the Florida State Seminoles and the Utah Utes, um, other schools certainly have changed their nicknames to um, uh, to change the imagery. That used to be the Stanford Indians. Um, it used to be the Marquette Warriors. Um, used to be the St. John's Redmen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Syracuse, once upon a time, had a 
um, had a, a mascot with a, it was an Indian with an exaggerated long nose, you know, a cartoon yeah, Indian yeah. for the Syracuse. So uh, I think, I believe this is right, but I think North Dakota, the Fighting Sioux has changed their, you know. I think they did. You know, it perennial did. hockey power and, uh, uh, and, I, and I remember how difficult it was for, for them to, to make that change, but they ultimately made the change. And the NCAA got behind a lot of this saying that, uh, will withhold NCAA championships from your school if if you don't change the nickname a few years ago. But the only the only instance in professional sports that I can think of, I'm sure I'm wrong about this. I'm sure there are more, but the only one I can think of team nickname that was changed for reasons of sensitivity was the Washington Bullets. Yeah. The Bullets changed yeah. because of you know the yeah. murder rate in, in the nation's capital and. Um, and that's why they're the Wizards mm-hmm. today. So, yeah. By the way, North Dakota, Fighting Hawks. Is that what they today. are? Very good. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Hey, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll, we'll, uh, uh, we got a few more questions to ask uh, on this topic. Chips and Chopper, Chips and Chopper, Chips and Chopper, Chips and Chopper. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Back with Vahe Gregorian and Sam Mellinger, and we're talking about um, nicknames in professional sports, Native American nicknames. Um, so the Chiefs are having conversations about this, right? They mm-hmm. they just are. The, we know that the, ha- those conversations are absolutely happening in Washington and in Cleveland. The um, really interesting that um, Reds, you know, the Redskins are seriously considering the name change because the the, the namesake of the stadium, FedEx has asked them to change the nickname, and so have major sponsors like Nike and Pepsi. Yeah, not just sponsor the stadium, but um, I forgot, is it Fred Smith, or the, yeah. the CEO, is a, right. owns a significant chunk of the Redskins as well. Mm-hmm. So he wants it done. Yeah, yeah, this is very much coming from the inside. And Cleveland, and in Cleveland, the manager, Terry Francona, uh, went on record, I think earlier this week, saying it's time to seriously consider changing the name of the Indians. I hadn't it, seen that, it, yeah. yeah. It, and, and Ron Rivera in, in Washington too, right? Yeah. So it's Co- yep, coach. Suddenly, you're making me think of this, though. I, I it sure would be interesting to talk to uh, John Sherman about all this, um, as the you know the, the new Royals owner who who was whatever percentage that was in the, in Cleveland. He mm-hmm. was he was pretty embedded there. 
would be nice. <laughs> Just that's all. Yeah. So we got to think that the Chiefs are having conversations um, about this. So what conversations are they having? What what, what are they talking about in the um, in, in the halls of the of the Chiefs practice facility where the offices are? You know, where Mark Donovan, the VP of business, um, uh, certainly at the at the top of the list of folks having conversations. What are, what are they talking about, and what what could the Chiefs do to transition to something that's different? Well, this is look. This is a really interesting question because, in many levels, but I, the first thing I think of is all right. It, if if you're running a, an organization like that, you, you got to be having internal conversations with yourself to sort of clarify what you're shooting to do, but. Again, back to that point about listening, I really wonder, I hope their conversations are about who should we be talking to and listening to more and trying to understand better as we consider what we might do to, to reconcile this. Because it, I, I don't think those people sitting in that room um, really ought to do it unilaterally. I think they really need to, to make sure that they make it clear that this is with input, help, partnership even with, with various groups that uh, would have valid input. Well, we, and we know that's been happening just because conversations we've had with uh, Native Americans, uh, the, the chiefs have reached out to them and they take maybe as much as any team in the NFL take seriously, Sam, what you mentioned earlier, the, the Native America Month game. It's always in November and um, they have uh, tribes come in uh, to not only um, not only bless the, the field, but to actually have uh, people sing the national anthem and uh, and chant. And it's you know it's not taken lightly. They pass out literature, I know, to the media before the game, and uh, and we always take a look at it and write a little bit about it. Um, I, I think that every NFL team does it. I just think maybe where Kansas City's located, and it was you know like every place else in America settled by Native Americans, but has a Native American influence, especially a lot of people from Oklahoma come up to, to help celebrate that Native America uh, day, that, um, that the chiefs do have conversations and listen to, and listen to members of different tribes about this. Yeah, again, again, it's just, um, most of this is, not most, but this is an issue right now in large part because of what the Redskins are doing. And then it's like this sort of like trickle down to, that's the wrong way to put it, but there's just there's a chain, there's a chain, and the, and the chiefs are involved in that chain. But again, like the it's just such a different deal. Um, again, a dictionary defines racial slur to the chiefs. There's there's a gap in there, and I keep using this term um, because it makes sense at least in my brain. But the chiefs have done a lot of homework on this issue with those partnerships and with you know sort of rethinking how they do some things. But if, if you're asking like what those conversations are like, um, it's Mark's show. I think it's Mark Donovan's show. I mean, nothing's going to happen without Clark Hunt signing off. But this is Mark, and I'm sure he'll talk to you know in-house counsel and stuff like that. But um, th- this is Mark Donovan's show, and I, it's hard for me to imagine that they're not having those discussions now, and and also that they didn't just pick up the phone and have these discussions. They've they've been there's some ongoing relationships now. I think one thing. There's a distinction to me between having conversations with people you're already partnered with, i.e., paying, um, you know, and then I, I hope that they're having conversations with 
more quote unquote independent viewpoints of people that they're not that aren't going to feel directly or indirectly pressured to be like no 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 you're doing the right thing I mean I hope it's like an honest discussion I would be very surprised if those discussions involve any serious talk of changing the name I really I I don't think that I know that that's something the Chiefs are going to resist and I also don't know that they that we're at that point you know and maybe that's some insensitivity and I'm going to have my own discussions (laughs) the same thing that I'm trying to tell the Chiefs to do I'm going to have some of those I think this afternoon actually um to, to get more informed on this. But I hope that that's a general view. It's not just the, the people you already have the partnerships with, but it's it's a broader view of like, come on, tell us. We want to do the right thing. We don't want to be out. We don't want to be the Redskins in 20 years where, where, where you know, like let's, let's, let's get this while we can and, and figure out. I think those are the discussions. I hope those are the, the discussions. Well, just a little subset to, of the question to throw back at you because I know you've been on the front lines of this very specific point I seem to recall that there had been discussion about, for instance, headdresses were no longer going to be allowed at Arrowhead. What I don't remember is whether that ever actually got executed. I feel like postseason last year, we would have seen that. That's a, it's a, a fraction of an example in a way about everything, but I, but I just wonder if you recall where that went and what the dynamics of that were, if that, if that played out the way that um, various parties had hoped it would. Well, the first thing I remember was the Chiefs asking network partners not to show people in headdresses on, on TV. But there were sometimes it couldn't be helped. If you're sitting in the front row or in the end zone or something and you know someone scores a touchdown, you get that angle, you're going to see a guy in a head, somebody in a headdress. So I, I, something I guess I would have to ask Mark, but I don't remember the Chiefs saying, don't bring the headdress into the stadium um, I just know that they asked not to for it not to be seen, and certainly not on their jumbotron on their big screen inside the stadium. I, I wonder if there's not a First Amendment right here, you know, freedom of speech, freedom of expression. What's to prevent somebody from uh, from looking like that? You know, I don't I don't know what legally if you can prevent somebody from painting themselves up as an Indian and, or. I know. wonder if you could inside the stadium. I wonder if those rules are different. Um, I don't know. Me, it would be. But I'm just wondering. I, there was an instance, um, this has probably been five, six years ago, um, the San Francisco Giants had a Native American heritage night or whatever at, at, at the ballpark. And there was a fight that broke out between uh, some, I believe, white fans in headdresses, all that stuff, and some Native Americans that were there. And in the wake of that, the Giants um, talked about banning that kind of thing in the future. Now, I don't know how many people go to a San Francisco Giants game in a head. Like, I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a, a, a not, common. Not an occurrence. issue for the yeah. Giants. Um, but they at least talked about it. San Francisco is a different place, uh, but they at least talked about that. I wonder if if there's a way to do that. It's a. It's look. It's a really broad question. I mean, because it. it I, without being a First Amendment expert, I mean, it, it's. It strikes me that you have. As a as a team, as a as a stadium entity, that you have the right to have a whatever you want to call it code of conduct that you know this is acceptable in the stadium, this is not. On the other hand, how do you legislate some of that? And the other thing, on the third hand, uh, Blair and I got talking about this kind of casually yesterday, Sam. But this is true. It's 
somewhere in here also there has to be some thought to how you're going to convey this message of whatever it is you're going to say we don't we're, we, we don't accept how heavy-handed should that be to be effective um, are you gonna say this you can't do this or are you gonna say you know we ask that you not I mean just yeah. things like that what's yeah. gonna be more effective what what's gonna really get to the solution you seek and Blair, I'm kind of commandeering one of the points you were making to me, but but I but I wonder if you want to amplify well, that. Well, you're right. We were, we did have that conversation uh, recently, and I guess what I what what I wonder is would the would or should the Chiefs discourage the chop by not playing the music? You know, the the music starts and the fans chop, right? And the Chiefs can control that. Yeah. They absolutely can control that. Now that doesn't that's not gonna stop fans from doing the chop on their own. For sure. But that would strike me as a way to uh, a simple Yes, a, a, right? a simple, simple gesture. Way. Just don't play the music and then if there's fans deciding to chop and it be you know, it's a stadium thing, you can put a message on the Jumbotron saying, you know, it's just like that. We ask the fans to respect you know, Native Americans and um, you know, just some sort of message that's uh, that's not we're not banning anything. We're just suggesting this. There'll be they a school tried of, that. Go ahead, Starship. Um, they they tried that. They they stopped playing it, um, and fans basically flipped out. I, I can't remember when this was. Um, I, I don't even remember if it was in 1995 or in 2005. Mm-hmm. But um, they did that at one point, and fans just uh, ex- expressed their opinions <laughs> strongly um, that that they wanted it back, and so the Chiefs started playing it again. Well, that that also gets at another question too. Like, okay, so there's this this notion of doing it this way, but the, you know, do they have an obligation to condemn as opposed to gently lead and, yeah. that's, and just stick with their, you know, their conviction? I mean, I, I don't know the answer to that. I, yeah. I, again, I keep thinking about what's most effective. It is interesting, that idea of the revolt, and you're making me think of this. What, so if we do indeed play football this year and we've got whatever that plan the Chiefs announced today, I didn't get to digest, but there's going to be 20,000 people in the stadium. D- does that favor the, 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 one of these approaches more or less? I mean, it, would, it seemingly would be diluted a little with fewer people in the stadium. On the other hand, the, the fewer the people, uh, the more of a statement one, any one person can make. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's uh, yeah, Sam. You mentioned that you know the Chiefs tried this before, but I, I just think the the tenor of the times has changed. For sure, for sure. You know, and 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 this is the time to have the conversation to ask the questions about this, uh, especially with what's going on with uh, the Redskins and the Indians and others. So, okay, well, let's. Um, uh, I don't know if any anybody talked themselves into a different answer, um, but are we still still good with what we? what we said at the beginning um keep the name yeah i am but i but i i do think your your bigger point is a great point that we ought to understand that this isn't really the time to lock in and say well this is what i think and i'm sticking right here no matter what i think it's a really good time i've learned that maybe more than ever the last couple months i mean whatever i thought i felt i understood about certain aspects of racial injustice i feel like i've just heard it differently I just process this differently and I, I hope I hope everybody's having some experience like that right now I, my, my feeling is people are and it seems like it applies to this yeah I mean I, I think there's some people um, 
and this is true of any issue, right? But there's there's people whose instinct is just to dig in further and and not move their feet on anything. Um, but I, I do think that there's an appetite, a bigger appetite in a lot of places in the country to have these discussions. And again, like I, I think that they they the chiefs probably do need to adjust some things. I don't know if that's to make things like the blessing and the you know these things just more visible and you know a more sort of tangible or, or again visible part of the pregame experience for fans. I don't know if it's just as simple as like stop playing the music for the chop. I don't know, you know, but I just again I, I just hope and I do believe that the Chiefs are gonna have these conversations and, and not just with Native American groups that they have pre existing partnerships with that include money. Um I can't emphasize that enough. Um but some other you know just sort of again independent groups um, just honest conversations nobody's like accusing the chiefs of being the redskins like it, it just, that doesn't exist um so let's get that out but you know it's also different than if they were the kansas city kings or whatever i mean it, it just is so that, i just hope that there's some honest conversations and trying to see things from from the other side in my you know my way of thinking you know when i think of the word chiefs i was first you think of because we live here we think of the football team and their fans are you know they've matured their fan base is going to be pretty strong for the next dozen years or so <laughs> <laughs> with the action earlier this week but is there a way to transition the word chief and separate it from native americans and into other forms of the definition you know Police chief, fire chief, chief of staff, editor in chief. Unlike the Redskins, it can only be used in one way. Chief can be used in many ways. So boss. It's, a, it's a French word. It, it's from a, it's it's a, originally a French word, chief. So so boss basically. Yeah yeah right? like, yeah. Um, God, why? How can this guy's name be eluding me? Like uh, the the mob the mob guy, uh, <laughs> the, the famous Kansas City uh, the machine Pendergast machine. <laughs> Yes, right. Well, that that alludes back to the uh, to, uh, to uh, the, the editorial where uh, our, the writer says, "I don't think you want a chubby old politician as your, <laughs> as your logo." So. I can't believe I couldn't bring in the name. But that doesn't play. That's no, it doesn't. All right, we'll leave it here. Um, Sam, bye. Hey, thanks for the great conversation, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Right, That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Savannah Smith. Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. A tip of the cap to Vahe Gregorian and Sam Mellinger for talking chiefs and nicknames. Hey, earlier in the episode, you heard me talk about the Sports Pass offer. It still stands and still a good one. 30 bucks for a year's worth of sports coverage, and that includes Sports Extra with the E-Edition. There's 33 additional pages of national sports coverage today. Well, here's an even better offer. Buy the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news features, commentary, analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus extra news, sports, and business coverage. The details can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. That's account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription, You're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Thursday with another episode.